Alright everybody, welcome to Sunday night service. Who's glad to be at church on a Sunday night? Amen. Well, we just, they just did the intentional parenting class. I just got a good kick off a few minutes ago. And, uh, we were so excited to see all the parents there, the married parents, the single parents, all coming out to learn how to be a godly, intentional parent with a game plan. And so that's a big deal for us, right? Can I have everybody in the back make your way to the main sanctuary for me? Praise the Lord. I know you want to hang out with your buddies and your friends. They'll be here after service too, unless they take off quick. Some people do that, right? You know. So anyway, let's go ahead and stand up. We're going to speak some words of faith over the United States of America tonight. Amen. And as we've clearly uh, seen that it's more important than ever that we are standing in faith for our nation and and uh, in Jesus' name for other uh, countries in the world. But there's a lot going on, so we certainly don't want to let go of this right now. Amen. Let's speak these words of faith together. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. And in unity, we confess that Jesus Christ is Lord over the United States of America. We declare that righteousness, mercy, justice, and judgment from you shall prevail. We declare that America will complete her God-given mission to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world. We push back the darkness of Satan from this nation and call for the light of Jesus Christ to invade the media and every home, church, and school and every town, city, and state of this great nation, the United States of America. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Hallelujah. You may be seated tonight. Praise the Lord. We're going to go over some announcements here and uh, make sure that everybody's on the same page and build in. So, of course, I want to remind you that, again, intentional parenting uh, started tonight. That's going to be every Sunday for the next uh, four weeks after this one from 4 to 5 p.m. Child care is provided, so take advantage of this opportunity. All right. And then this coming Friday night is the women's meeting. Ladies, it's your night. And so it's going to be at 630 and the menu this month is Mexican food. And uh, so bring out some good uh, some good food to share with each other. Make sure you save some for the men because we can reheat that on Saturday. Amen. Come on. That's right. If you don't put lettuce in it, you don't want to microwave lettuce. All right. Praise the Lord. And then we've got uh, coming up on Monday, the 14th, is Family Art Night. Yeah. <laughs> And so this is going to be a super fun night. I had Leah to explain this this morning, but you got, you got some? Come on. No, I think you should explain it. Come on. You want to say something? All right. Let's have Pastor Katie tell us what it's all about. Okay. Well, I'm glad she explained it this morning, so I'm going to explain it to you in Katie instead of in Leah. Um, Leah. Hi, Leah. We love you, Leah. Everyone wave at Leah. Make it awkward. Okay. Praise the Lord. <laughs> So Family Lift Art Night is for you and your kids to all get together and you're all going to paint something together. It's just a good night to fellowship. So go to the 99 cent store, buy some of those little canvases. The paint will be provided. Bring your, your special brushes if you're that artistic. And you can bring your own stuff that way. Or if you want to bring, you know, your crowns or whatever to do that, you can too. But Miss Leah and Mr. Lawrence will provide the paints. And you can paint with brushes or your fingers. or Oh, and and you're providing the cleaners? Glitter. Glitter. Oh. Uh, 
Pastor Dave will be there with his smock on to help fling glitter at your paintings. Um, and I would personally suggest, because Pastor Dave and I are really on, on the same page in the glitter and cleanliness department. So I would heavily suggest you bring some trash bags to cover your children with. Make a head hole, make some armholes. It's a total smock. Anyway, bring trash bags and some canvases and come on tomorrow night. Monday night, 6. Oh, I lied. Not tomorrow night. We're not coming tomorrow night. On the 14th at 6.30. All right, very good. Did that clear it up or did that make it more confusing? All right. So praise God. We will decide on the glitter thing. And I just, I don't know about that business right there. But praise God. <laughs> all right. Um, let's see. Also, baby dedications are coming up. So let's hear it for all the babies. We love babies. Are any of you babies? All right. So um, the last Sunday of March is going to be the 10 a.m. service. Sign up sheet right back there at the info booth. But take advantage of that. And also want to remind everybody for softball that the softball team is getting up and rolling again. And so see Brother Robert. Uh, he's around here somewhere. See Robert if you need, uh, if you want to play softball. That's going to be good stuff, all right? And then our Easter service is Sunday, April 17th. It is the biggest day of the year for Christians. So we want to take advantage of this. Jesus is alive. Amen. And we got a, uh, we're doing a big egg hunt this year. I think we need, we have some eggs, but we need about a thousand more. So if you could keep bringing in eggs and candy and, uh, again, uh, individually wrapped hard candy and then whatever my wife says, cause she knows a lot more than I do. She knows so much more than me. Sorry. I was just remembering Dylan talking to me this morning. So if you have signed up or you need to sign up to be part of the Easter skit performance, the Jam Junior kids are going to perform and then the Jam kids are going to perform, but we're also doing a skit for everybody. So if you're a youngin or if you're an olden, we'll take you. Just sign up at the info booth and the next Sunday after service, we're going to have to have a meeting after service so we can get practicing. So sign up before you leave tonight. Okay. All right. Very good. There we go. All right. Very good. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But it is exciting and we're going to do a great, big, wonderful job for Jesus this year, getting the gospel out there and letting people know that Jesus is alive. Amen. Okay, who knows what time it is now? Yes, it's happy time. You see your ways to give electronically there if you're doing it that way. Uh, praise the Lord. If you need an envelope, raise your hand and the ushers are going to get you one. We're going to open our Bibles to 3 John verse 2. Amen. And the King James. Doug, keep me in the King James there. 3 John and verse 2. I was just talking to Dan and Stacy back there about this verse, so it's, it got me excited all over again. Heard it a million times, but I just, it's like, man, oh, that's a good verse. That is so good. Third John and verse 2, because as it turns out, uh, you know this much, but not everybody knows, that God wants you to prosper. And some people, that's just breaking news, or for some people, they've had it drilled into their mind for so long that God doesn't care about your finances. He doesn't care about your health. You'll get it all someday when you get to heaven in the sweet by and by. But listen, it is not God's will for you to have to live in hell on earth until you get to heaven. He prayed, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so, yes, the Lord does care about these things. So third John verse two says, beloved, are you beloved? You're beloved. I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. 
And so there's no doubt about it, no way around it, that the Lord does want his children to prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So God wants you to get it on the inside, first of all. you got to be healthy in here, of course. But then the Lord wants you to prosper and be in health. And so as we give our tithes and our offerings, you always keep that in mind, man, that you're doing your part and God is going to do his part. When we're faithful with what we've got right here, God can multiply it back to you and God can bless you in a great big way. Amen? Well, let's stand up together tonight. We're going to speak some words of faith over our tithes and our offerings. Then we're going to get into some worship, and we're just going to have a good old time tonight. Amen? All right, let's speak these words of faith together. As we bring the Lord's tithe and give offerings today, we believe we receive jobs or better jobs, promotions, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, growth in business, settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, bills paid off, debts paid off, royalties received, blessings and increase. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all of my financial needs so I have more than enough to take good care of my family, to give generously in the kingdom of God and promote the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's go. Feel free to join us up at the altar today as we worship the Lord together. The King of all creation has set aside His crown. A servant to the Father's love, descended from His throne above. A author of salvation, a giver of new life. Crucified to pay for sin Our righteousness is in the name of Jesus Every heart and tongue confess your name Above all names All things of this earth belong to you forever Resurrection, a conqueror. 
could separate us now. What a wonderful name it is. What a wonderful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a wonderful name it is. Nothing compares to this. What a wonderful name it is. The name of Jesus. What a wonderful name it is. What a wonderful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a wonderful name it is. Nothing compares to this. What a wonderful name it is. The name of Jesus. Yours is the glory, yours is the name. 
say Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> and that causes things to change. That causes things to change. Causes demons to flee. It brings anointing. It brings healing. It brings grace. It brings power. It brings your love on the scene, Lord. Just the name of Jesus. Everybody say Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. You can be seated. You can be seated. Woo! The name of Jesus. Uh, uh, I mean that. I mean that for all of my heart. The other day, I don't know, I don't know what I was thinking about what was going on. I was sitting in my house and all of a sudden, I, I, I heard myself, I'm just sitting in my chair going, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. <clears throat> That's not a magic word. It's a person. He's everywhere all the time. And he shows up greater by invitation. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, I like that song. That's a good song. Amen, amen. Got a question for you. I didn't get to come to the class and talk about it, about the class tonight. How many of you went to the class? Amen. Did you learn anything good that you think will help your family? Amen. Well, Pastor Dave, you're the one in charge. I've got to ask a question. At least, at least, at least get a couple things of one nugget, one thing that somebody heard that will, that will help them. Anybody want to volunteer something they heard? Okay, let's have a microphone. Let's have an usher. You got this? You're going to be... Okay, praise God. Still got, still got that spirit on you. All right. All right. For the camera that can't see, this is one of our young ladies with children. All right, ma'am. So one thing I learned is that everything we do, they're seeing. 
So we need to be able, as we imitate Christ, they can be able to imitate us. Amen. That is so good. One, one more thing. One more thing, Pastor. Let's do one more. Anybody got one? Thought I saw a hand somewhere. Okay, everybody else didn't learn anything. Keep on coming back and you'll get something. <laughs> at least, I know at least one other person got something that would, that would have helped. Okay, over here. I was going to say, Pastor Dave, Pastor Dave, I was going to say, babe, they just already know it all. That's why they didn't learn anything. <laughs> it's kind of along the line, those lines, but it was the biggest message, and it's about being a 24-7 role model. That even, you know, the consistency of how we live our lives, even if the kids aren't there, because they're always watching. Amen. 24-7. That's absolute truth. Okay. I know. He said to pass me up, but um, I know we, you know, did the class and everything, but one of the things I wanted to share, I don't know, should I, should I sit down, shut up, sit down, sit down, sit down, no, I don't know, anyways, okay. Well, don't be double-minded, you sit stand. <laughs> Nobody else stood up, so, um, was that, um, that we are the greatest influence on our children's lives, and so, um, that's one takeaway that I, I hope everybody got from the class besides just, you know, we are a 24 seven role model to our children, but that we are the greatest influence on their lives, you know, whether it be uh, good or bad. So we need to make sure that what we're doing is influencing our children in the, in the correct way. And that one of the things that we talked about was, is that, you know, it's nice that our children's church teachers are influences on our children, but they shouldn't be the biggest influence on our children. Uh, you as a parent should be the biggest influence on your children's lives. So, yeah. Hey Amen. That, that was good. So we're going to keep on coming back to class and keep on growing, keep on learning. And we are going to train up some children the way they should go. Because we're going to be, <coughs> because we're going to be the pathfinders going that way first. Hey Amen. I like, I like what my pastor used to say. You don't raise children, you raise corn. You train children. Hey Amen. Hey Amen. Well, that was good. I'm, I'm so glad for that. That role model thing's the biggest thing. You know, we don't think about it. And you know what I've learned <clears throat> in that area there? It's not what you're doing on purpose that's hard to do because you already know you're going to do it. It's when something catches you off guard, how to respond. Does the old man show up and a few cuss words still come out? Do you fly off the handle? What do you do with it <clears throat> when something happens and what you do by accident? That's showing what's really in there, what comes out. And that's showing how you've trained yourself. But that's what the kids need to know because, you know, the kids going to school are like adults going to work. There's no difference. But I learned, I always, when I, I was just raised a heathen, but by, I, I just always <clears throat> looked for the day I'd get out of school, got the adult world, thought, man, all those stupid people in my life that, you know, tried to bully me, talk bad to me, all the mean, ugly things happens called the man's over. I didn't know I hit the work, workforce was amplified. And so, we need to trade them and raise them up in that way that while they're in school, they can handle those little attacks because you get out in the world, man, some of those people are vicious. But if they can handle the small stuff, they're ready for the big stuff. Amen? And that's where our Christian witness is. Well, let's give a hand for that class. So glad we got that. Well, you know, the model of our church is equipping God's people, families, for a victorious Christian living. And we're going to be talking tonight about how to pray over your food. But I want to show you a book first out of the bookstore called What Faith Is. What Faith Is. And everything in our life has to revolve around faith. 
in Jesus, God the Father, the Holy Spirit, in line with his word, what faith is. And so this <clears throat> this is an excellent book. we got lots of copies in the bookstore. But you need to continually feed your faith. And Dr. Summerall was one of my teacher's mentors back in the back in the 80s. And he was well, still on TV. His, 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 his shows are still going. But for a while there, he closed out every broadcast saying this, feed your faith and starve your doubts to death. Or feed your doubts and starve your faith to death. And so the times we live in right now, there's a whole lot of things to steal your faith. A whole lot of things to cause you to doubt. And you know, it's just kind of comical right now, watching the gas signs. We come to church tonight and come up the route we came. I looked at them and a couple stations looked I think they've raised 30 cents since yesterday. Had they raised about 30 cents the day before that till then. Just seeing that stuff go up. But I just laugh because I, I, I live by my butt. You know, we talked about that this morning, Philippians 4.19. But my God shall supply all of your need. According to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I looked at him. We just look at him just to laugh, I guess. I think, man, isn't that goofy? Isn't that stupid? But God's word doesn't change. And so for the times we're living in, the things that I've known for uh, about praying over our food for all, the, all, all my Christian life, I woke up this morning, I just thought... People need to learn this. And then as I sat down, the Lord gave me a sermon, what I've got. You know, when you've been around as long as I am, you got this in you. I write out sermons about five minutes and I write down a few points and the verses with them, but then delivered over a period of time to the people to get it because I, 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 don't, I don't teach what I've heard. I teach what I live. And so this has worked for me for 42 years. And so I can tell you with confidence, if you can change your praying, but just Praying because, well, that's what dad and mom did. That's what church people do. We pray and turn it around to a faith prayer based upon the word of God. You'll get results God wants you to have. You know, I was thinking about a story I heard one time. You can turn to First Timothy chapter 4. We'll be there in a minute. I was thinking about a story I heard one time, kind of about how Christianity works. There was a, a young couple just got married. And, you know, she was happy to be, be the one to get to cook Sunday dinner and things like that now. So they got, they got, she got a ham out. Husband, of course, in there, you know, newlyweds, watching every move she made, watching like that. And she got the ham out, she took a knife, she cut it in half. And he thought, what did you do that for? She said, why would you cut the ham in half? So that's the way you cook ham. That's the way mom always did it. And, you know, the guy just was curious. He said, well, why would your mom always cut the ham in half? And said, I don't know. He said, well, why do you call her? So the caller said, mom. He wants to know, why do we cut the ham in half? And she said, I don't know. Grandma always did it, so that's why we do it, because my mom did it, so we cut the ham in half. He said, well, why don't you call Grandma and ask her? So called Grandma and said, Grandma, why you cut the ham in half? She said, our pan was too small. <laughs> and too many Christians live their Christian life that way. They go through the routines of Christianity. Well, why you guys... Pray over your food. Well, that's just what we do. You know, God is good. God is great. You know, and uh, let us eat is getting late. You know, whatever it is, they pray, but they learn little prayers to pray, and there's no faith in them. They just do it because mom prayed this way. Grandma always prayed this way. But I want to tell you something. The Bible teaches about praying over your food a whole lot more than God is good, God is great, and all those kind of things. 
God never, in his word, told us to do anything that there wasn't benefit behind. Amen. And so we're talking about equipping God's people for victorious Christian living. And so we're going to be looking at this here. And we should never just pray some religious prayer. But we learn to pray in faith so we and our children can live long and live strong. That's the goal, to live long and live strong. So I'm going to read the first... The first six verses, then I'm going to go back and go over them. It says, Now the Spirit <clears throat> speaketh expressly, or specifically, that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith. Well, that was 2,000 years ago. We're living in the latter times. And a lot of Christians that have had faith walked away from their faith. We know that. It says, Giving heed to seducing spirits, and doctrines of devils, doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, have their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry, and commanding to abstain from meats, King James says, but means foods, which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good, and nothing to be refused. Nothing to be refused, if it be received with thanksgiving, for it, your food, is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. Your food is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. And then he says, speaking here to Pastor Timothy, If thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things, thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished up in the words of faith and a good doctrine, whereunto thou hast already attained. And so I want to be a good minister of Jesus Christ. And so some of you that I've taught over the years, know some of these things. I, I'm putting you in remembrance, but some of you have never heard it. So I'm going to teach you some of these words of faith about how to pray over your food effectively and why why you pray over your food and to change your thinking. And you know, when I, when I, when I look at this, man, I can go down bunny trails for this, but I think it's so sad that so many Christians are so caught up in the natural world they read all the negative thing about different foods that all of them get on fads and do all this and do all that one and try to figure out all kinds of things with their heads. And a lot of natural information that unsaved people that don't know God want to feed them about what they can do, what they can't do when it comes to food. But right here, I choose to believe God. I choose to know that He knows we're living in the 21st century and knows about chemistry. Chemicals, herbicides, pesticides, and every other kind of thing there is out there. And he knows what we gotta to have to live. Amen? So I choose to believe him. And so I want to go through this now starting at verse three, three through five. It says, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from foods which God's created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. Of them which believe and know the truth. And so, uh, he tells you right here all we need to know about how to pray effectively in faith. And what does Hebrews 11.6 say? Does anybody here know Hebrews 11.6? Amen. And so we need to be able to know the truth to pray in faith over everything we eat if we want to stay healthy. And so we must believe and know the truth. Somebody said, well, I'll tell you what I just saw on Google. That's the truth. Well, I'll tell you what, I just heard that's the truth. 
I'll tell you what, in my short life, I've, I've only lived 70 years as, as, as a human being, 42 years as a Christian. I can't tell you how many different times. Quit drinking coffee, it'll do this to you. Well, then you need to drink this much coffee, one cup a day, that'll help you. Then next time it comes around, well, don't, don't drink this, don't eat that. New studies show you need to drink this, you need to eat that. How many have ever noticed that cycle? They keep telling you, stop it, then start it. Stop it, then start it. Well, he says right here we need to know the truth. And by the way, all those things that I'm talking about are called earthly facts. They're natural facts. They're natural information. And we're not supposed to just live as a natural human being. We're supposed to live as born-again, spiritual sons and daughters of God. Amen. Amen. You know, I, I, I wasn't thinking about this when the Lord was giving this message earlier this morning. If I just change one person's thinking about being afraid about what they eat, then God would have accomplished a great thing tonight. Again, somebody's thinking becomes spiritual thinking. We have the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ has nothing to do with your brain. Christ, the anointed one is anointing, is the spirit. We are Christians. We have the Christ-like spirit. So the mind of Christ is a spiritual thing inside of here. And so if we start learning from inside of here, our inner man, where Christ lives, and let that override up here with dumb information, that'll change your whole life. We're led by the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God's not in your head. That's mental. Amen. And there's nothing wrong with natural information. There's a lot of good information we learn in life. I mean, people go to, to go to schools and things to learn, especially trades and all the different things in their life. That's good information, but... Something that you need to know as a Christian, any time, any time that natural information contradicts the Word of God, you need to raise the Word of God up and live by that. I want to say it again. Any time things that they're teaching you, things you're learning, is the opposite of the Word of God, elevate the Word of God in your thinking. Let the Word of God take over. And you all know, say this in line with that. Faith doesn't deny things. Faith changes things. There's a lot of natural things about foods that are true as facts. But the truth always changes the facts. And so, as he says, they that believe and know the truth, I want you to hold your place and look at John 17, 17. John 17, 17 is a verse that needs to become a part of your regular Holy Ghost uh, concordance that you keep inside of your spirit. John seventeen seventeen, because he says that we're supposed to believe and know the truth. He says in John seventeen seventeen, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Thy word is truth. You need to believe and know the truth. And so, when you know the word of God, you know the truth according to God. Then, what God said is the truth. Everything else is a fact. And, you know, I think about that. The best way I know to understand that's this. I know when I got cancer back in 2017, diagnosed January 1st, 2018, it was a fact that cancer was in me. My body cried out about it. Every fiber of my physical body knew, I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm sick. That was a fact. But the truth said, the truth said, call for the elders of the church. With the elders of the church, anoint you fall, pray the prayer of faith. 
the prayer of faith heals the sick. So the truth was, what I was prayed for, I was getting better every day. Fact was, there was cancer, but the truth changed the fact. And so there's a lot of things. And see, I say that because people that are mental Christians or they're spiritual Christians, the things I'm going to be talking about, their head's going to say, yeah, but this, but that, but this, but that. Well, you think about how healing works. If you are a stupid person and you do something stupid and you get hurt, he says believers lay hands on the sick, even stupid people, and they shall recover. And so that's something if you did, I mean, if you jumped up on a ladder, you've seen some of these YouTube videos, people could ladder on top of ladder, chair on top of chair, and do all kinds of stuff that somebody falls and gets hurt. Well, that was dumb. But if there's a believer on the scene, lay hands on God will heal him. And so even if you bring things on yourself and there's man-made things about food, you say, yeah, but, well, that doesn't change the truth. The truth is when you know how to pray, God will change what's in that for you. You don't have to be afraid to eat. You don't have to limit yourself what you can't eat. You don't have to suffer in life. And I know that sure rubs wrong way in the times we live in. Man, that just really rubs things wrong. But let me just say this. Has anybody noticed since these last couple of years, there's a thing called a break in the supply chain? What happens if they shut off your favorite health foods? You're just going to go ahead and die? What happens if you have to buy some of those canned foods that have all those things in it? You're just going to die? You're going to be afraid to eat? What are you going to do? If you know how to pray according to the word of God, you could eat. And you could live. You know, if you want to buy all the stuff you want to buy, do it. But what happens? The day you show up to get that medicine that's kept you alive, and they say, we're sorry, China quit giving us that medicine. Man, that's not very popular to talk like that, is it? But we know that could very well happen. And so if you don't live by faith in the word of God, and you know that that medicine's good, but Jesus is the one keeping you alive, then you can make it. Amen. Okay, so I want to look at this now. And so John 17, 17 says God's word is the truth. And so we can study all the natural information we want about those things. And different different fads, di- different things the experts recommend. I like what Brother Hagin always said. Uh, what, 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 what's, what's an expert? Well, said in, 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 uh, in algebra, X can mean anything, and a spurt's a drip of water under pressure. So X is just these people who can say anything, just a bunch of jerks under pressure. Amen. You know, have, have you ever noticed in the news, all these experts, and now the news has really changed to where they got the, the experts interviewing the experts. And they're putting out all their spurts. And then you look at the next expert, and for every 15 experts they got on this side, they got 15 experts on this side. I said that to say this. One expert has never changed. Jesus Christ and the Word of God. He's never changed what he said. Amen. Uh, James said there's no shadow turning. God doesn't change one iota. So what he said is always the truth. What he said is always what you can live by. What he said will keep you alive. Amen? And so of all these other things, they come and they go. But one thing's constant, never changed. God's word and faith.
Faith has never changed. And so 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3, says this. says that God has created all foods to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. And so it says we are to receive our food with thanksgiving. When we know, and to know something means to have knowledge of it. So when you have knowledge of God's truth about food, then you can receive it with thanksgiving. And then, I want you to notice then, uh, well, you know, then I wrote this note down. But yes, pastor, God made it, but man's altered it and added harmful things to it. Do you think that God didn't know those things was happening when the Bible was written? And you stop to think about it. I was thinking about that when I was writing this down. I don't almost hear people people saying things like that. Well, I'm glad you said that. Because now we're going to teach you what God says about it. But I got to thinking. Back before there had been a refrigeration, and over the course of time, how many times in the last thousand years do you think food was scarce and went bad, people had to eat something to eat just to stay alive? So there's nothing new about preservatives additives and all those things, it's always happened. But the Bible hasn't changed. He tells us how to pray over it. He says nothing's to be refused. And I was thinking about when I was when I was down in the jungle, matter of fact, this very week, this very day, two years ago when that pandemic hit, man, I tell you, there was not a whole lot of abundance of what to eat when I was down there. I'm sure glad I knew how to pray. You know, some some serious uh the intestinal infection of some kind hit me. They thought I was going to die when I was down there. And uh, we were barricaded in. Or we were well, down there, quarantine was real quarantined. They had police and soldiers with guns and stuff walking around. I mean, it wasn't just if you want to. It was real. But there was a lady down there had a, had a little motorbike. Peruvian lady been there all of her life. And so she is able to know soldiers and police. And she is able to slip in and out of the compound we was in. And so anyway, they got me some... Uh, Electrolytes, or I think that's what electrolyte bottles, bunch of those coming in. But the thing was, I got so messed up that I've just fallen over and just, I was done. They had to pick me up and carry me to the little kids' bed, lay me in there. The lady come in and force that stuff down me. But in one day's time, I was healed and back to where I could do what I was doing because I believed and known the truth about God and His Word and eat and drink and things that I did what I needed to do. And I'm telling you, there's things in here I'm going to show you that if you'll grab a hold of it, and change your prayer and not just be a nice religious prayer. Don't just cut the ham in half because grandma did. She had a reason. Amen. And so he, he says here, we believe and know the truth. And so with all these things in there, regardless, verse 4 says this. <clears throat> Every creature of God is good and nothing be refused to receive a thanksgiving. And then verse 5, obviously you give thanks. Over everything you're going to do anyway, you do that part. And then verse 5 is the most important part of how to pray before you eat. This is why we cut the ham in half. This is why we're supposed to pray. For you receive everything with thanksgiving, nothing to be refused. But obviously, if you know something's spoiled, you're going to refuse that. If you know something's been poisoned, you know you're going to refuse that. But he says, nothing's to be refused if you believe in thanksgiving prayer, for it is sanctified, for it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. And so that means this. Well, you know how to pray the word and pray in faith if something got in there you don't know about. 
if something's bad and you're ignorant of it, whatever condition the food, whatever happens, says it's sanctified, <clears throat> that means that God will cleanse it. God will neutralize it. God will change it. God will cause it to be good for you. That's why he said, when you know the truth, what's the truth? When you pray the word, you pray in faith, I'm going to show you word to pray. When you pray over what you eat, and if you've ever heard me pray, if you've made with me, I pray over dinner. I say, Lord, I ask you to bless and sanctify this to the nurse of our bodies. I ask you to sanctify it. Well, that sanctify means to consecrate it, to cleanse it, cause it to be healthy for what we eat. That's why we ask that. That's why we want that. Because, well, I know when I first got saved, does anybody here ever hear of the Legionnaire's disease? Okay, well, it just so happens... When that happened, I was a truck driver at the place where that happened with one of my customers. And I was in and out of there a few times a week at the uh, American Legion headquarters in downtown Indianapolis. I delivered there. And so when that happened, I was a new Christian. And because of knowing verses like this, and I learned the Bible quick. I was a quick learner. I studied. I learned. I thought, wow, that's terrible what's happening there. At that time, they didn't know it was there yet. They didn't know what it was. I thought, well, Lord... If I'd have been one of those legionnaires in there eating, and I prayed your word, I wouldn't be a sick one. Because I would have prayed in faith over my food, and what the God turned out was in the air system. But anyway, I thought about that, how real that was. And then I think about another thing. Back when Pastor Dave got leukemia, man, it seemed like there was a lot of things we was close to. There was a young boy, matter of fact, lived right the road from us from the farmhouse we lived in. And the... Uh, Political correct made him the poster child for AIDS. He was a young, innocent boy, and he had a blood disease. They gave him a transfusion at the same hospital that Pastor Dave was at, and they gave him the transfusion. He got AIDS. And AIDS was a brand-new disease that they just found out about, and he was in the same hospital getting blood transfusions. And so when that happened, when that happened, every bag they brought in there to his room, I laid hands on it. And I said, Lord, I want to thank you that all the good that's in this blood and the other things he gave him, Lord, it goes into his body, if there's any deadly thing, it'll not hurt him. And, you know, I know that AIDS was so serious, and that's the very place where that boy got the AIDS from a transfusion. That was real to me. It wasn't just a, a crying out a prayer, oh, Jesus, help, 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 help. I said, Father, I want to thank you that in Mark 16, Jesus said, we drink any deadly thing, not harm us. And so this is liquid going into his body, going in his veins, not going in his mouth. But it's supposed to be for good, not for harm. So I laid hands on that bag as they put those needles in. I laid hands on there. And I said, I want to thank you, Lord. This is sanctified. This is good blood. And if there was AIDS in this blood, it's killed down in the name of Jesus. Amen. You know, this stuff is real, guys. Christianity's real. We're not just cutting the ham in half to cut the ham in half. We don't just pray to pray. We pray for results. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> and I want to say it again. Learning how to pray right over your food will enable your family to live long and live strong. Amen. You know, it's one thing to live long and be totally messed up. But it's another thing to live long and live strong. Be able to do all God wants you to do. And so it's, he says here, it's sanctified by the word of God and prayer. And so this is the most important thing about our prayer is that getting sanctified by the Word of God. By the Word of God, getting cleansed by the Word of God. 
And so when you pray in faith, when you pray in faith, it changes everything. And that's why I just, you know, I, I hear this talk about herbicides, pesticides, and preservatives, and all those kind of things there. That's never bothered me one iota, because I know that where I live, that's what we have to buy. That's what we have to eat. And God said everything's created by him. And he said that we're supposed to receive it with thanksgiving and prayer, and he sanctifies it. You see what I'm saying? Everything about God is a faith God, faith in his word. Fear is only having faith in what the devil says through carnal people, unsaved people that don't know what they're talking about when it comes to spiritual things. We're spirit beings, first of all. We live in an earth suit. We've got a soul, our mind, will, emotions, and our spirit is supposed to control what goes off our soul with our physical body. Does that make sense to people sitting in here? Yeah, our spirit is supposed to be in control. And so, as we look at this, I want to look at some scriptures that I've prayed for 42 years, and they've served me very well. You know, I just, uh, I, 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 don't, I don't know what fear is. I don't know what worry is, because I'm full of the Word of God. My mind's been new to the Word of God. And, you know, I think about, I still think about when my son got the leukemia that many years ago, other Christ, Christians and relatives all talked about me. They said I was too dense and I was too dumb not to know how serious it was. I knew how serious it was that my son had leukemia. I knew how serious it was. And that he went crippled all of a sudden at three and a half years old, had to carry him. Little Davy couldn't walk, had to pull him around in a wagon. Man, I was the one living with it. I saw it, but I was a Hebrews chapter 12, man. I looked away from all will distract unto Jesus. I looked to Jesus, and you can't look to Jesus unless you look at his word and what he said. And so I focused on the words of God, and I wasn't ignorant. I wasn't too stupid. I was too heavenly minded to let earthly things steal my faith. And within two weeks, my boy was walking and he was healed. And so that's what I'm saying about all these things we're talking about. I'm not ignorant not to know that there's a possibility that there's things they put in these foods we eat that aren't good. I'm not denying there might be, but I know one thing, the word of God is what I major on. I pray the word, I believe the word, I live by the word, and the word's protected me all these years. And so anyway, I want you to look at Mark chapter 16. I mentioned that. But Mark chapter 16 is such a, such a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful truth that Jesus, that, 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 that he said to Timothy, he said, if you believe and know the truth, if you believe and know the truth. And so, you know, I, I guess I need to put qualifiers out here sometimes when I'm teaching things like this, because I believe I'm teaching the meat eaters here in the congregation, the people watching too, and I know it's out there. But you need to listen to Pastor Dave's lesson from this morning. If you're a carnal, lukewarm Christian, one foot in, one foot out, then these things probably won't do anything for you. Faith things work for people that are serious Christians. And so if you're a person that you live in sexual sin and perversion, 
You're still, you're still a serious drinker, serious liar, a serial gossip. If you violate all those other spiritual things God says that real Christians should live by, then things probably won't work for you. But when you're a Christian that has both feet in and not one foot in, if you're not a double agent, if you don't live one life in church in front of Christians and another life out there with your sinner friends, then these will work for you. And so we're talking about these kind of things. So I, I gotta qualify this because you can't live off of my faith and my character. You gotta live off your own. And so this works for me because what I found out on January 29th, 1980, that God was alive. Because back in the, I don't know how many people around back in those days, there's this saying everywhere, God is dead, God is dead, God is dead. I see some of them shaking their heads. They remember those days, God is dead. I found out God wasn't dead. I found out Jesus was real. And the day that I found out Jesus Christ was real, I said, I'm yours all the way. I said, whatever I see in the Bible, I'll believe it. I'll do everything I can to live by it. And Lord, I want to always be growing. I never want to back off. And so that's the kind of Christian life I've lived. And I know a lot of you are living that way. So when you're living that kind of Christian life and you hear things like this and you practice what the Word says, you only follow me as I follow Christ. And how do I follow Christ? If I'm living by his word, preaching the word, living by it, then that's what you follow. And so I can tell you what I'm teaching with the Bible. I've lived by all these years. And I'll tell you what, I've missed out on a whole lot of vomiting attacks, diarrheas, stomach problems, and all those kind of things. Because I have no doubt over all these years, there's been things in food, a place I've been, that could have done me harm. But the word of God sanctified it and cleansed it. Caused it to be right. I hate throwing up. I hate diarrhea. I hate cramps and belly aches. And I can honestly say out of 42 years, maybe once or twice I went through that stuff, but not very many times, because I know what the Bible says and I stick with it. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> so Mark chapter 16 This whole passage is good, but I'm going to look at verse 17 through 20. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Them that believe. How many here are Bible believers? Amen. Well, I'll tell you what, it's a supernatural thing to stay healthy in your digestive system. That's that's a wonderful sign to have. These signs shall follow them that believe in my name, in the name of Jesus, Shall they cast out demons? They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. In the name of Jesus. That's why when I pray over food, dear God, bless this food. It's Father in the name of Jesus. I want to thank you. Because Jesus said it's in his name that we pray. This is his name we get results. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. Well, Paul said it's sanctified by the word of God. That's the word of God. And so a lot of times when I pray, I do what he said, what he told Timothy, Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus for this food. And you know, to me, it's so grievous when you're around people and out of courtesy you say, <clears throat> Would you like to bless the meal? 
God, we thank you we're all here today. And we thank you for another beautiful day. Amen. Well, when they say that in my breath, I say, Father, I want to thank you in Jesus' name for my food. Lord, I want to thank you. You told me that if I drink any deadly thing, any deadly thing coming into my system, it will not harm me. So I do thank you for the beautiful day. But I want to thank you. My food's blessed. It's sanctified. Amen. Amen. Don't ever pray that other way. If somebody asks you to pray over something, I don't care if it's a bunch of religious people or heathen. Pray, pray the word of God. You're there. You want protected. You want your kids protected. You want your family blessed. Amen. And you know something else too. Uh, bad people do what they want to. But even when I was a truck driver by myself meeting at truck stops and restaurants, I never did the I always, 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 and I wasn't trying to make a show, I always, Father, thank you in the name of Jesus for this food. I wasn't wanting to preach to the restaurant, but because I knew my faith was real. And by the way, I just remember something else too. Another good reason to pray over this food right. We lived in Martinsville, Indiana. And uh, at that point in time, we lived, Indiana University was right down the road from us. And there was a young guy who started coming to my church. He got saved, and he told me he was a homosexual from San Francisco. He said he got AIDS, and he was dying, and he came to Bloomington, Indiana, because that was a large population of homosexuals. And he said he came there to spread AIDS. And he told me, in one of the big restaurants of the town we ate at, he said, I got a job as a cook there, and I spit the food I was fixing. He wasn't doing it after he got saved. What I'm saying is this. I'm so glad that we went to that restaurant with preachers after church and ate at that restaurant. I'm so glad I prayed this over our food. I'm so glad I prayed over that food that that spit in our food that God changed that, made that food good. Amen. And so what am I saying? I'm saying this stuff is real. This stuff is very real while we pray this way. If you drink any deadly thing, it will not harm you. And how'd you like to say, give me a refill on that ace filled tea? Hey, let me have some of the more sweet tea. That was really good tea today. Who's cooking? Hey, man, you know, that's, that sounds funny, but how many things like that go on behind the scenes you don't know about? What did Jesus say? What's the truth that we know? The truth we know is this. Jesus said we drink any deadly thing, not harm us. But it's really a good thing because it's sanctified by the word of God and prayer. That when you're praying, you ought to thank him. Lord, I want to thank you. If there's any deadly thing, this food will not harm us. I want to thank if there's any deadly thing in this uh, drink. It's not going to harm us because Jesus said so. You see what I'm saying? The difference is between a nice little religious prayer because it's a nice thing to do. You know, I know that when I was first saved, I'd take my kids to a restaurant. I was a single dad at the time for I knew Mrs. Pastor. I had two little girls. I remember we go, we, we go in restaurants, and I remember this one day in particular, as much of church people come to this restaurant. I had my little girls there, and I held their hands, and we prayed, and these other church people sitting there, I saw them, they just sat down and started eating. I remember this one lady stopped the whole table and said, oh, look at that, isn't that so beautiful, they're saved grace. And I thought, I'm not saved grace. I prayed faith over my food and over my daughters, because I want our food blessed, I want our food doing good. Amen. Do you see what I'm saying? 
the world thinks all we're doing is cutting the ham in half. And we're just praying because our grandma prayed. Now we're praying because the Bible says that's how we protect ourselves. Amen. Amen. And so uh, we're not going to intentionally drink poison. If the potato salad is laid out for three days on the picnic table, I'm going to say, hey, everybody, come over. We're going to have a cookout. Let's have some potato salad. We're not going to do that. God is talking about if things get in that don't belong and you're ignorant, we don't tempt the Lord our God. We don't drink poison to prove we can do it. We don't pick up snakes to prove we can do it. But there's enough stuff going around that if something gets in, we don't neutralize it and take care of it. Amen? And so look at Exodus 23, verse 25 and 26. It's kind of, kind of quiet in here. Is this, is this resonate with anybody? Amen. And you, you know, you know, I was, I was telling Mrs. Pastor, I've been here 17 years. I've mentioned these things, but I've never taught a sermon on it. And so I think it's really great. You can follow me as I follow Christ and get the results. You know, all, all the doctor bills we've missed out on over the years because of faith. All, 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 all the hospitals our kids didn't have to go to because of faith. All the accidents we missed out on. Praise God for those, for those, for that safety and protection, those things that we didn't have to go through. The next 23 Old Testament, verse 25 and 26, says, And you shall serve the Lord your God, and then what does he do? He shall bless thy bread and thy water. Well, your bread's your food. And your water is what you're drinking. You know, whatever it is you're drinking with your meal. And whatever it is you're eating. So if you serve him, his word, and it's sanctified by the word of God in prayer, I pray this over my food. Because he said, he'll bless our bread and our water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. He said, there shall nothing cast her young and be barren in thy land. The number of thy days I will fulfill. That's called long life. And so when we pray over our food, we pray the word of God. He said the word, the word will sanctify what you're eating, what you're drinking. He said it's cleansed by the word of God in prayer. And he said, he said, this is, he said, this is the faith you've walked in. He said it's good doctrine. He said, if you mind the brethren of these things, it's good doctrine. He said, remind them of these things. And so some of you I'm reminded, some of you I'm telling, don't ever get in such a hurry in life, you don't pray in faith over what you eat. You know, I, I just think about myself. I've been trained in this so long. I ate a bag of popcorn night while the little microwave back to watching TV. I say, I want to thank you, Father. I received this in the name of Jesus that is blessed. I don't put stuff in my body that I haven't got prayer over. I speak, it might not be the long prayer, but I do a shortened version. And just believe that everything goes into me, the hand of God's on. And God's working in it. I want to say it again. I don't like diarrhea. I don't like throwing up. I don't like belly aches. It said, where's the Pepto-Bismol? Well, don't you remember? We don't believe in that. We're faith people. Well, we got some anyway in case you visit us. <laughs> well, we have taken it. No, so what I'm saying right here, he tells you right here that when you're a server of God, 
He blesses what you eat. He blesses what you drink. But he tells us we're supposed to pray the word. Faith works by praying the word. And so I want to close with a couple of remarks of the word of God. Go ahead, Josh. A couple of marks of the word of God. Jesus watches over his word to confirm it. I meant to go that far in Mark 16, but verse 20 of Mark 16 says that Jesus confirms his word with signs following. So if you're praying the word of God over your food, that if you drink any deadly thing, it'll not harm you, what's he going to confirm? The word you just prayed. If you're praying over the word of God from Exodus 23, 25, Lord, thank you for blessing our food, blessing our drink, Take a sickness away from the midst of us. What word is going to be confirmed? Amen. It's going to be blessed. Going to be sanctified. And then Isaiah 55 says the word did not return void. So we're praying the word of God. And the word of God's going up to heaven. It's not going to return void. Our food's going to be blessed. And I guarantee you, if you will develop the habit of praying words of faith in line with the word of God... Over your food, you're going to see a whole lot less throwing up, diarrheas, belly aches, and all those kind of things. And then also, uh, you know, I don't know about you, I don't know about me. Back in the early 80s, when I was first a Christian, the Teamsters came out with sick days. And so we got five sick days a year. And because I didn't like sick, I couldn't call in anymore. So if I prayed, believed I was healed... I couldn't call in and say, I'm sick. I did my healing. And the first day they did those sick days, I remember that, went the whole year. Didn't didn't uh, use them. I thought, man, I guess forfeited those, didn't get them. Well, about February of the next year, I got a check for a bunch of money. I said, what's this? They said, you didn't use those sick days last year. I said, oh, good. Thank you, Jesus. But then later on, later on, I learned when I called in, I said, hey, I want to take a well day today because I'm well. So anyway, I just what I'm saying is this. If you believe for healing, then keep your confession right, even with your job. Because God will give you the day off without having to confess that, hey, I prayed for my belly to be healed, but I'm really not healed. Well, if you believe for healing, it's because I'm taking a day off today. Talk about faith. Amen. Well, that's the best I can give you for tonight. And I pray that you all took notes and got a hold of that, because Jesus wants you well. He wants you strong. He doesn't want you paranoid about your food. Amen. Amen. Good preaching, Pastor. Amen. I think I stepped on some toes, but they needed it. All right. Well, let's stand up. Let's stand up. All right. Pastor Dave, I'm done. Okay, nobody here needs prayer. You're all faith people, right? Well, if you're all faith people, pray for me. I can use prayer. <laughs> amen, amen, amen. Okay, well, you know the routine. If you need prayer for anything, come up here. We want to pray for you. And if your toes got stepped on tonight, we'll pray for your toes. Amen. Anybody got any belly aches or any, any digestive problems tonight? Come up here. We'll pray for you. And Jesus will get you healed. All right, come on, Josh. Death could not hold you The veil tore before you You silenced the boast Of sin and grace The 
heavens are roaring The praise of your glory For you are raised to life again You have no rival You have no equal Now and forever God you reign Yours is the kingdom Yours is the Jesus Christ, my 
name it is And nothing compares to this What a beautiful name it is The name of Jesus Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Anybody get blessed tonight? Amen. Amen. And, and you know, I was, I, was, I was thinking about it. My pastor taught me how to pray over food back in early, back in 1980. And I was looking at our prayer books back here in the bookstore. I thought, man, I don't find him to say anything about praying over prayer. Pray, praying over the food. But it's real. It's Bible. And it's right. And it's good. And it's faith that pleases God and blesses your life. And blesses your children. Because, you know, sometimes kids grab things, put their mouths that they shouldn't. But praise God, the word works. The word works. Amen. Well, let's, let's, let's do our Barstow Faith Confession. And we'll send you off blessed in the name of Jesus. Let me ask you this. One more, one more poll. How many people are going to change the way you pray for your food? Anybody going to change some things? Amen. 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 Well, good. Good, good, good. Then we accomplished what Jesus won tonight. Okay, let's say this. We declare... That Barstow is a blessed city, are blessed, our schools are blessed, our churches are blessed, Barstow is healed, Barstow is prospering, Barstow is safe, Barstow is strong, Barstow is surrounded by the walls of God's salvation, Barstow is full of love, joy, and peace, Barstow is full of the glory of God, Barstow is coming to Jesus, Barstow is saved, in Jesus' name, amen. Woo!